Hey, Basic Brown Nerds, this is Joy Valerie. And one of the questions that people are always asking me is, how do I start a podcast? Well, I've been podcasting for almost three years now. And let me tell you, back when I started, there weren't many tools that made it simple to just start. And lucky for you, now there's Anchor.fm and you could get started right away with tools built in, audio features, and also making it really simple for you to monetize on day one. They will distribute your podcast on apps like Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. So just go to anchor.fm or download the app to get started and make sure that you share it with us. Hi, I'm Joy. And I am Grecia. And we are Basic Basic Brown Nerds. So this is our first episode, our intro episode. Yeah, so we just really want to introduce ourselves and tell you what we're all about. So let's start with why Basic Brown Nerds, which was like, we thought about it for a while, and we kept coming back to Basic Brown Nerds. Yeah, we couldn't really pick a name. We're kind of basic, and we're pretty brown. And, um, well, we both grew up in, like, the suburbs, and we were both, like, really nerdy. Super nerdy. Which sometimes was, like, held against us. But look at us now. Yeah, now we're doing things, I think. Uh, (laughs) We are. We're making moves. Making money moves. We are. Cardi B was talking about us when she was talking about making money moves. But, yeah, so that's why we picked Basic Brown Earth, even though we thought about bougie brown arts because we're also bougie yeah and then we just realized how that's affecting our life (laughs) mostly our wallet (laughs) why are we broke oh because we had brunch at the french place last weekend that's why bougie comes at a price but i think the other thing is why basic right because like why are we so basic um if we're brown and nerdy i used to think they were like contradictory to each other But I think because we've grown up in this environment where we're living this suburban life, it's kind of something that comes along with it. like In a very white suburban life. Yeah, very white. But you kind of just, like, adapt to whatever situation that you're in. So we've kind of, you know, now everyone's like, oh, people are so basic with, like, their Starbucks and their Uggs and their Priuses. And, like, I do all of those. Yeah, well, our, <laughs> the like, the most basic thing going to the high school that we went to was if you were over 16 and you were already able to drive, like, you could drive to school. Like, they let you have a parking oh, spot, God, I which I cars. never got to do. But also, the kids that drove and then have to take the bus would go to Bagel Boys every morning and come in with bagels and coffee. Do you think that's why we subconsciously still go get bagels and coffee? Like, a little part of us is just like, I want to be a part of that. Well, bagels are just delicious. Yes, and Snickerdoodle iced coffee is life. Yeah, and also, like, I know half the people that work there. (laughs) Everyone recognizes you. They're like, say hi to your mom! Yeah, seriously. So, and honestly, I just realized that I used to think of all these spaces as just, like, white, basic girl spaces, and I'm like, oh my god, like, we, like, basically own this place because, like, yeah, like, maybe somebody knows, like, the owner of that place, but, like, we know everyone that works there. That's true, and it's usually, like, people we know who look like us working there. They're just not usually the consumers. But I think that's changed a lot in the last couple years. It is. Especially, like, our generation that has grown up here, disrupting the spaces and well like we said we went Val and I went to high school together oh yeah so that's how we met in our 
basic ass town. Well, I don't remember like interacting with you in high school. No, okay, so yeah, so basically Gracia was older than me and I was this like nerdy new kid and she was like in charge of a bunch of clubs and I was like, oh, she's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) But like I didn't speak to anyone because I was just this nerdy new kid. Actually, there's a story I've never told you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, when you started, when you were freshman, it was so funny because because um, you have, like, this, like, long, curly hair, uh-huh. and, like, my cousin was a senior, and, like, from the back, like, you looked like my cousin, and, like, everyone that, like, I hung out with our seniors, they were like, oh, there's this girl that keeps confusing us because we think it's, like, your cousin, but it's Oh, my God, it was me! You knew who I was! (laughs) (laughs) Even though it was a case of mistaken identity. Yeah. You were that girl that was not my cousin. (laughs) Okay, so you didn't know my name. You were, like, just not my cousin. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Um... So I think we like I think we like friended each other because everyone did that in high school. Yeah. And then but like we both just realized we moved back from college or we we're done with like college. I moved back and we we're like, hey, you're here. And we liked each other's statuses all the time. I know. Facebook really like bringing people together. Yeah. And then I slid into your DMs and we looked this up and confirmed it was me. And I was like, let's hang out. And then I stood her up. <laughs> oh my god, you did. I was like at, I got- <laughs> but I like was there and I was like, wait, but I'm hungry. <gasps> and then I don't remember. I I didn't. I think I just like got coffee and then I went home. But then we still got together yet. <laughs> yes, because I was like, please be my friend anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and thus this has grown into a beautiful friendship. And, and like the last year. Yeah, I think I think with like everything going on, you like. Everyone's just been like seeking people to like relate to. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Like no, I was just, definitely like, same. Like, especially here, like it's a lot harder. And like I, I mean, obviously, like I have a very diverse group of friends, but I feel like I definitely, I had a bigger need to connect to other people that understood the whole Trump era slash phenomena that it is <laughs> through like my eyes because everyone right. has a different view of it and like. Even after he was elected, people kept coming up to me and being like, no, like, you're going to be fine. It's Don't, don't worry. Like, you're going to be fine. And I was like, you don't understand. Like, we're already not fine. Like, this guy basically ran on the premise of, like, Mexicans are criminal. Like, the fact that the president of the United That's States literally, literally he opened up his has expressed his hate for us, and, like, he says Mexicans, but you know he doesn't only mean Mexicans. Like, right. people use the word Mexican, but they really mean anyone that's brown. Yeah. You know, anyone that's not from here, everyone that he wants to make the enemy. And so it was, it's been hard. Yeah. I think, like, now more and more people are like, oh, oh, you were right. This shit is bad. And you're just like, I, I said this, but at the same time, you're like, oh, okay, yes, come come to our side. We know. <laughs> It's like, this is how it's been. It's always been bad. No, it's all just coming to light. It's all just being legitimized, really, which is, like, the worst part of it. like, validated. Like, people are finally being validated. And I think it's... Yes, white power. We're like, no, stay in the hidden shadows, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I was talking about this with someone the other day, and we were talking... um, And just, like, how, I guess, the one bright side that you can look at is how it's united a lot of people, um on 
the positive side. Like, a lot of hate has come out, but a lot of people are finally like, wait, what? Like, this has been happening, and at least, like, it's being brought to attention. I think that's, like, the one good thing I can look at that so that I can sleep at night. <laughs> no, for, for real, like, so many people that, I mean, I definitely was one of those people that got very comfortable during mm-hmm. the Obama years, and, like, especially after DACA. Like, I, I have DACA, and... Um, I was just like, okay, like, I just want to try and live my life. And, like, even though I, like, knew there were, like, people, a lot of people being deported the whole time that he was in office, like, I didn't really know anyone. Like, here where we live, like, I know that there have been raids, but it's not something, like, you really see or hear about a lot, or it's not something that has impacted anyone that I, like, directly know. And, like, the few people that I knew that have been deported like it was because they actually did something wrong so like it's just like a very like we I feel like I was like very protected and sheltered here to the point where I didn't really have to worry about it and now it's kind of like okay like it doesn't even before DACA was rescinded like it kind of knew this this isn't the time to just like be quiet and like stay comfortable like I've become definitely much more outspoken about it to like everyone in my life and like people that still there's still people that don't know what happened with DACA they're like no it's not gonna happen you're gonna be fine it's not gonna get taken away I'm like it literally already was taken away they're like I'm seeing the repercussions already like where have you been and like it's really upsetting how people literally still don't know like do you think that we've become so like oversaturated with just like bad news every day that people are just like giving up on trying to be informed citizens i think white people yeah i mean i think other than like i think for people of color you just know like you just know this is the bad shit that's happening every day that it's like exhausting to just hear it over and over and over again on the news but you also know it's affecting you but then it's like what about those that it's not you're like this is sad i don't want to think about like yeah i definitely see a lot of most I guess in my life like mostly white people I mean I do know some Latinos who you know like they're second or third generation they don't really have any undocumented people in their family or even people that have like a green card that have to worry about everything that's happening Um, but like mostly just like the white people that I know a lot of them are like because they're gonna be fine like they're still fine and I mostly see it, like, and, and like, other young people, like, my age, I see them not really caring as much. And it, it really annoys me. Right. I know. We'll, we'll figure it out. I know. So, <laughs> we decided to get into action, and we're like, let's talk about these things, because we don't always hear them being talked about unless we're at brunch being bougie and taking up space and having these conversations in places that maybe might not want us to. I know. And I like it. We've never been kicked out. I so like being disruptive. <laughs> I do. I think I, I, I think I was always trying to like be under the radar. Mm-hmm. And I think just in general, my personality is like, I don't want to, I'm not a very, um, I'm not one to have, like, uncomfortable conversations, especially, like, you know, with your family. Like, you're not going to be... You're not going to bring up stuff like that. And, like, now I do. Oh, I was 
looking at her like, what are you talking about? I know. Well, Val and I have only really been hanging out mostly this year, which, like... Her rebirth year. Yeah, I'm very different now, but, like, most of the... I, like, I used to be very quiet. I don't really like to be confrontational with people in general. And, like, I like to make other people comfortable. Like, that's kind mm-hmm. of, like, how I always was. Like, I was always very much a people pleaser. And I think now I'm, like, really rebellious and enjoying like being disruptive to people do you think it's a lot because of like all everything that's gone on in the last year that you're just like i'm fed up like just smiling and going along with things and you're just like definitely and honestly i kind of feel i don't know if guilt is the right word i guess i feel bad like i feel like for a long time i i've always like i make white people very comfortable like, they never really have to feel, like, if they say something, like, I, like I said, I was very non-confrontational, like, I would kind of, like, not smile and let yeah. it go. I think that's also because of where we live. That, and, like, also, I mean, growing up and documented, like, you didn't want to tell people, like, I remember when I first, like, said it to somebody at my school, it was, like, a bit, like, I mean, now I tell people, and it's, like, I don't think about it twice, really, right. um... I think it's been destigmatized a lot, too. Yeah, I think just, like, surrounding myself with other people that, like, have made me feel okay about it, um, including at work, like, my boss. I mean, I don't, I didn't tell HR, but, <laughs> but like, my <laughs> boss knows my situation. And, um, but for a long time, like, I guess, like, I was afraid of people knowing that. And now I'm just, like, uh, I don't need to make white people comfortable. White people should feel uncomfortable. They've had a big part in what's happening here. They benefit from us being here. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the most annoying things about seeing the Trump signs around here was, like, looking at them on these, like, lawns that you know... The freshly paved lawns! Yeah, <laughs> that you know they didn't mow themselves. It's like, yo, come on! Like, <laughs> you can tell. You're like... And you would... Oh, my God, I was driving in Jersey, and you'd see Trump sign, and it was just, like, a whole bunch of, like, clearly, like, Hispanic people mowing the lawn. And I'm like, you have to mow the lawn with this person that has a sign? That's just... And it's like, they're benefiting off of underpaying you, and they're like, oh, go home. I was like, okay, you want to go pay somebody else $15 an hour? when you're paying them probably like 10 or 5 like no <laughs> I know it was so Ugh, annoying moment angry <laughs> no I I'm angry it's true I think we have to have these uncomfortable conversations because even like I don't know about you but I've had moments where I'm uncomfortable and it kind of challenges your own perspective because then you're like okay why am I uncomfortable and you're like oh I never thought about this you and know you're like why do I live here <laughs> and then I'm just like why am I still in America <laughs> But that's another issue. No, but I always think about, I'm like, out of all the places, like, how did my family I was just telling people this! How, okay, how out of all the places in my family from this little tiny town (laughs) in Veracruz, Mexico, how the hell did they pick the town where we ended up? Yeah. Because it's also, like, I mean, it's in the suburbs of New York City, but it's also not, like... It's just so random. Yeah. How did we end up here? You know, I've never asked these questions to my family. I should. But, yeah, I was just thinking that because we had our first snowfall yesterday. And um, as I walked to try to clean the snow off, I was literally like, I'm too brown for this. I don't belong here. I belong by the beach. I was like, I'm supposed to be on a coast, on a tower. I think I'm a Mayan princess descendant, but that's just me. I think. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, of all the places. And then somehow my mom and dad both ended up in New York. And I'm just like, 
why? Like, why did you end up in the cold part of the country? Like, there's this whole warm side. There's all these other countries we could have gone to. My mom could have gone to Spain. She had the opportunity, and I ended up here in New York. And I mean, like, yes, it's brought me a lot of benefits and stuff. But when in the winter, when I'm bitter, I get cold. And then I just get angry. And I don't want to look at all the other possibilities of how happy it is to be here. But, yeah, I'm cold right now. I know, I'm like wearing my poncho, which I call my wearable blanket. I'm literally holding a blanket. Which, by the way, I, like, why do Costco call, like, they call these wraps when they sell them? I'm like, it's a fucking poncho. Like, call it what it is. Seriously. It's not a wrap. So bougie. Um, so these are kind of, so it's kind of like our introduction, and we've gone off on a rant. But, but this is what we do. This is what we talk about all the time. Basically. Um, so we kind of like talked a little bit about us and how we're here. Um, and kind of what we want to do with this podcast is just like deconstruct about who we are, like the intersections of what makes our identity. Cause you know, a lot of times Latinidad is just, Oh, like, you know, like people who are like super pretty and like just presenting in a certain way, a very machista type of way. Um, and I don't, I personally don't really see like, a lot of, like, you know, nerdy Latinos represented. Except for, like, Jane the Virgin. Yes! There oh, my really God. She, yeah. Anyone else? Like, she gets me. But, yeah. But there's... I don't really see that much. Like, I think slowly now we're all finding each other, like, on the internet. Yeah. Because that's where the nerds live. Uh- <laughs> it's the, the internet is... The internet is... Like a horrible place, but it's also like what a wonderful place. The hive mind, like a very hive mentality. But I mean, I think there's like pros and cons to that. Like con, Trump supporters, pros, everybody else. Um, <laughs> in case anyone hasn't picked up, we really don't like Trump. Um, but you know, when you're angry, like what else are you gonna do? Um, you're gonna attempt to make moves in honor of Cardi B, yo. <laughs> also did you see that video of everyone on the subway just like uniting and dancing to cardi b like no why was okay. i not on the subway <laughs> somebody just had like a speaker and they started playing and everyone just started oh my dancing God, i always miss it. all these things oh. and it's just like a metaphor for what we need in this world like we just need more we just need to look at what unifies us and like dance to it anywhere we are that's what we need to i like do. that i like that that was really deep Let's hope we can do some of that here <laughs> at Basic Brown Nerds. Uniting. Yeah, and so that, that's kind of the stuff that we want to talk about. And if anyone has any suggestions you want to hear us talk about, send them our way. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're Basic Brown Nerds. And Twitter. Are we on Twitter? We are on Twitter. I made a Twitter. And we have a Gmail, basicbrownerns at gmail.com if you want to send us a lovely letter or message. Yeah, let us know what you want to hear. And um, hopefully soon we are going to try to bring cool people that we know into the mix. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see where this takes us and what happens. Thanks for listening.
Hey, Basic Brown Nerds, this is Joy Valerie, and I have some really exciting news for you. We have launched our merch shop, so you can go to basicbrownnerds.com slash shop and rep the Basic Brown Nerd movement. And this is one of the ways that we can keep making high-quality content and bring you Season 3. Yup, we are bringing Season 3 in 2020. And know that when you go to our shop, you're not just supporting us. You are not just supporting the production of this. 100% of the profits goes back into Basic Brown Nerd so that we can bring you more episodes. But also because I want to make all of the ideas that I have a reality, events, and keep bringing you awesome content that every time you listen or see Basic Brown Nerds, you know that these are people just like you, that in this time where people are talking so much crap about us, that you know that our community is strong, powerful, resilient, that we make things out of nothing. And to be honest, that's how we started Basic Brown Nerds almost three years ago. We started in front of a computer and just trying to figure it out. So if you've been listening since then, thank you so much. And when you shop from Basic Brown Nerds, you're not just supporting this, you are supporting local business, local Guatemalan-owned business right here in New York. So thank you and feel free to reach out to us on social media at Basic Brown Nerds and also to me at Joy Valerie with two E's on Instagram and Twitter. I am low-key addicted to social media. That's literally my career. (laughs) I work in media. So I'm really excited to get to know you all, but also feel free to send me any opportunities, any ways to collaborate to keep making this bigger and keep Basic Brown Nerds going. So see you next decade in 2020. Thanks for listening to Basic Brown Nerds. 